He divided everyone up into what the specialty was. Because most of the other kids had been running track for like forever, Coach knew who was a sprinter, who ran long stuff, and who ran all the junk in the middle. As far as the newbies were concerned, Sonny was a long runner, and Patty ran the in-between. Me and Lou were the sprinters. I never even knew I was a sprinter. So guess what we were doing for practice? Sprinting. And guess who had just finished sprinting and didn't get to take a break? Me. Today is Wednesday, and Mikey, why don't you inform our newbies about what sprinters do on Wednesdays? Coach said. Mikey was a vet sprinter, a light-skinned kid with braces and a rock face, the kind of guy who you didn't really say too much to because you just assumed he wouldn't say nothing back, except to coach, of course. Ladders, Mikey grumbled. That's right, coach paced back and forth. Four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four. Every time coach called a number, he clapped his hands together like a cheerleader. Okay. Let me explain what coach was talking about, because I didn't have a clue at first either. All those numbers, the fours and the threes and all that, yeah, add a hundred on the end, and then add a meters on the end of that. So 400 meters, 300 meters, 200 meters, and so on. We had to run those down the ladder to 100, then back up to four. I didn't think the day that started kind of bad, then got good, then got bad, then got better, then got bad again, could get worse until coach told me, Lou, Mikey and Aaron, the four sprinters on the boys' side, to get on the line. Four words I was already sick and tired of hearing. The whistle blew and, well, Lou, Mikey and Aaron blew me away. Back on the line, this time for the 300, toasted. Back on the line now, the 200, roasted. Back on the line for the 100, dusted. Five minute break, coach said, grab some water. He came over to me, put his hand on my shoulder. I was literally folded in half trying to catch my breath. My eyes were watering, but I knew better than to cry. I ain't no crybaby, especially not over no running. You all right? Coach asked. I couldn't get the words out. Every time I tried to speak, the sound was shoved back in my throat by a sharp inhale. So I just nodded. Then coach squeezed my shoulder and pulled me up so that I was standing straight. Remember what I told you, stand tall. I put my hands on my head, wove my fingers together. Now hustle up and get some water, coach nudged me. You only got three minutes. Here's the other thing that I didn't really know about being on a team. There were rules to drinking water. I mean, I guess it might be different on different kinds of teams, but on this team, everybody had their own water bottle that they had brought with them. So when I went over to the bench with the other sprinters, I just sat down. Didn't ask nobody for a swig or nothing because, I don't know, it just didn't seem like something I should do. The only feel I had for these guys was that Lou was cocky and Mikey seemed way too serious to share. And Aaron, well, I couldn't get a read on him at all yet. So I figured three minutes to catch my breath was just as good as water. It would have to be. Where's your water, newbie? Aaron asked, looking down the row. I forgot it, I replied, the fire in my chest finally cooling down. Here, Aaron held his bottle out. Take some, and don't put your mouth on it either. Lou leaned back so I could grab Aaron's bottle. I held it above my head and squeezed the bottle until the water shot through the nozzle like a jet stream, splashing me in the face, some even getting in my nose. Eventually I hit the target, my mouth, 
which was when I realised I was wrong. Water was way better than just catching your breath. Way, way better. After I handed the bottle back to Aaron, Lou finally had something to say. Yo, what are you doing here? He asked. The way he said it made it seem like the words had been bubbling up inside him. What do you mean? I replied. I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Running. Lou looked at me like I was speaking a different language. Is that what you call that? He jabbed. I mean, yesterday you were big and bad. And today, you're just bad. Plus, we all had to try out to prove we belong here. You just walk on the track like you're one of us? Lou was giving me a stink-eyed stare, and I was looking to see if Aaron or Mikey agreed with him, but neither of them showed any sign of hate. I got the feeling Mikey never showed any sign of anything. Ever. Dude was a blank slate. I tried to keep my cool because I was all the way clear on what the punishment would be if I did something stupid. Plus, he was just talking trash, and it was just a little bit of trash. He wasn't going to do nothing to me. I knew that for sure. Still, I had to ask, you mad about yesterday? Is that what this is about? Me proving that you ain't all that fast? Then I had to add, that you just got on a fancy suit trying to front you like Usain Bolt? Felt good to throw that name out there, like I really knew what I was talking about, especially since I had to pretend like I didn't think Lou's gear was the sweetest I'd ever seen, especially the shoes. Oh man, those shoes, they were bright green and looked like they were specially made just for him. They had to have been helping him run. Ain't nobody trying to be Bolt. I'm going to be better than Bolt. Plus, at least I got on running clothes. You out here in your daddy's gear pretending to be something you're not. Oh no, I could feel the altercationness creeping up in my chest like a new kind of lightning. The black was turning red again. And I really wasn't trying to be a repeat offender of the bully beatdown. Not in the same day. But Lou was begging for it. What do you say about my daddy? I asked, my head cocked to the side, which is pretty much the universal symbol for watch yourself, homie. I'm just saying that if you can't afford running gear, at least wear pants that fit. And what are those shoes? Sykes? Freebox? Chill, Mikey said, flat. That's all he said. Just chill. Aaron followed up. Yeah, take it out on the track, newbies. Luckily, Coach blew the whistle and called us all back to the starting line. I stood up. Lou stood up. We eyeballed each other for a second until Coach barked, Hustle up! Aaron finally pushed me toward the track and Lou had no clue how lucky he was. It was time to run back up the ladder, starting with the 100 my adrenaline was still pumping from all that trash Lou was talking. I didn't even do nothing to this dude, and he just felt like he could snap on me, like I was some chump. Who is he? I thought. What gave him the right to just make fun of me for no reason? Like he was perfect. He's the one God ain't colour in. He's the one who looked weird. Why didn't I at least get him on that? Stupid. But that's okay, because when Coach blew the whistle, I kept up with Lou on the 100. Matter of fact, I might have even beat him. On the two, I did okay. But it was on the three when the day got even worse. I was wiped and there was nothing that was going to make me quit. Not after all that trash talk. Plus, I could tell Lou was tired too. He was panting even harder than I was 
and he didn't even have the pre-workout workout. Coach even had to tell him to stop bending over, which made me feel good to know I wasn't the only one who felt like I was dying. But when the whistle blew and we started running, what I didn't know was that one of my shoes had come untied. By the time I realised one lace was flapping around, we were halfway through the sprint and I was still keeping up with Lou and there was nothing that was going to stop me from beating him. So I pushed on. We rounded the bend, Lou leaning into it, which I honestly thought was kind of cool. And then we hit the straightaway. I had my elbows tucked and everything, but my shoestrings. They apparently hated me. I stepped on one. I guess, I mean, who really knows how anyone trips over shoestrings? They're just strings. How can you trip over a string? I don't know, but I did, and it was bad. Not only did I do the whole slow motion, stumble, 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 fall thing, but to make it even worse, yeah, we're in like negative worse at this point. My shoes came off, both off. Of course, you know that at the exact moment I slammed into the track, everybody else who had all been off working on their specialties just happened to be looking towards us. Oh, was literally what everyone howled. Everyone, even coach. I lay there on my stomach for a second before finally rolling over and sitting up. You okay? Coach said, jogging over. I looked behind me. Lou was just finishing the sprint and was now staring back down the straightaway. I looked at my hands and knees. They were black and white with track burn. Come on, coach grabbed me by the arm and helped me up. Walk it off. But walking it off had a whole other meaning for me this time. It meant walking in my dirty, soggy socks down the track to get my sneakers, which might have been more embarrassing than any joke anyone has ever cracked on me. And walking it off also meant actually walking it off, as in walking it off the track. Just sit this last one out, son, coach said, before turning back toward the other sprinters, all yucking it up. Even Mikey, and especially Lou. That's enough laughing. On the line, coach barked, lifting the whistle back to his lips.